You're listening to the Rogers Waterfowl Podcast. This is A.A. Ron Jones. Chandler Smith here. Let's talk some waterfowl. Hello. I don't know Hello. if I'd want to join a podcast if I saw that, would you? I'd be Hello. scared to death. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd be scared to death. Yep. If you guys are listening live, make sure our audio is good, but we should be, yeah, we should be good. Yeah, if you guys can hear us. I'm going to... Uh, you going to tune in? I'm going to dial it up here. Let's see. Oh, shoot. I'm, I still Dr. Duck too much. is live. Yep. That's good. KP Prince, your ugly self is too close to the camera. <laughs> what you talking about, Willis? It's scary, isn't it, KP? Tell him. You're, w- you're welcome. You ain't seen nothing that pretty all day. Back yeah. it up. Back it up. Make little kids cry. <laughs> it could happen. What's up, Henry Norman? Hey, we fired up today. This is yeah. uh, We took a little few weeks off, three weeks or something like that, a podcast, take a break so we could oh, yeah. fire up season two right here with you guys. Awesome outstanding and for these guys that are watching this guy's insta channel tell them who y'all are we're here this is the roger sporting goods waterfowl weekend and uh, this is me chandler and aaron um mm-hmm. doing a podcast here at the call tent the friday before all the duck calling goes down and the huge waterfowl event all the duck hunters from the midwest are coming this way the madness starts tomorrow yeah hey, y'all did Gooses is last weekend. That was, yep. yep. The goose contest was last weekend. We had the same sales and everything, but we used to do just the first weekend in August was our big waterfowl event, but it got so big, we had to expand it into a different weekend. Well, the only weekend a lot of the vendors could make was the week before, not the week after. So we went to the last weekend in July, the first weekend in August, and we decided to say, hey, you know what? We're going to have 10 days of sales. Yep. Come on in. Well, we're super thankful to be able to make it up last year and looking yeah. forward to a great weekend this, this tomorrow and, and it's, Sunday. It's a blast to get all the waterfowl guys here. I mean, you see everybody from all over. Everybody knows each other, too. It's just a big party usually. Mm-hmm. And on the Rogers social media, I was telling uh, David earlier that there's people that they started tagging us at like 11.23 last night saying they're heading out driving up here for oh, tomorrow. Nice. And I thought, awesome. my, Driving yeah. through the night. Exactly. Yep, so there's people that drive from all over the U.S. We get hey. people East Coast, West Coast. Yeah, we're duck hunters. We're used yeah, to, you're I, used to driving in the I middle of the night. Exactly. I talked to a guy earlier that said he wanted to make sure there was an international airport close by because he had thought about flying, buying, and then shipping his products back. And I thought, wow, okay. Yeah. That's, That's serious. He's getting it planned out, yep. ain't he? He is. So how many guys we got in the calling contest this year? Um, estimated. You know, estimated. How many events were we I got to do math on the calculator. Well, and some of the big <laughs> it's ones. It's that high, huh? Well, it just I'm trying to think. Like, if I really probably couldn't tell you because a lot of them are probably going to blow in multiple. But let's say on average. I'm trying to think. We're probably going to have 200-plus yeah, yeah. calling. And oh, we're giving away, great. what, close to $40,000 in prizes. Goodness yeah, I think. Gracious. You need no, to get no, in there. No, no, that's more than that. Is it? I wouldn't even scratch the surface. No, it's it's no, it's probably about right. Yeah, it's about. I think 40. the total for both. I think we calculated about sixty-eight thousand dollars for two weekends. Yeah. Mm. That's I know. Lot. I need to quit doing social yeah. media and learn to blow a duck call. We got a. <laughs> yeah, I guarantee you. I mean, I need to start practicing. Yeah. Yes. Um, we have an open. <coughs> we have an open. Go- uh, open not goose. New weekend. We have an open duck, and I think the winner takes home five G's. Really? Five grand. Yeah. <laughs> That is. That's a good weekend of blowing a duck call. Right. Yeah. yeah. We also partner with Realtree and uh, on the novice contest, which why why I like the novice contest. It's more the guys who haven't won one yet, and they're, you know, you, a lot of times they're younger or they're just getting into it. And, you know, they haven't won a contest yet, and uh, if they win wearing a Realtree piece of apparel, a hat, you know, shirt, whatever, shorts, if they got camo shorts, whatever, yeah. they win a the Rite shotgun dipped in Realtree timber. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's on top of their $1,000 prize winnings. So that's nice. a double bonus. But you got to be wearing it. If you win, you ain't wearing it. Well, man, they got to wear it. They yeah. go in the store and get something to put yeah, on. Exactly. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> timber I mean, could be max one. I mean, come on. I don't, well, yeah. Wear some Realtree. <laughs> yeah, you got it. And yeah. a great opportunity for some young hunter who, you know, he's, he's good on blowing a duck call, but a novice duck hunter, man, take home a new shotgun for 
2019 yeah. and get the season started right. I can can they you. still sign up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. They yeah. can show up. You guys what? haven't won a contest above a novice. You get up there tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. we've never won uh, one. So we've never been we'd in fit one. right in. Yeah, there you go. So uh. we've, been, we've talked about in the past that this, for us, is the big weekend that really kicks off and gets us fired up for duck hunting. I mean, we're duck hunters, so we're yeah. always excited about duck hunting, but – you know, you get that middle of the summer, it's hot, there's nothing to do, and you just kind of, you lose your spark for, well, about anything, really. But, you know, this just gets us fired up because we're talking mm-hmm. to people, everybody's eyes light up, the smiles come back, you start talking about duck hunting, and you just get like a little kid again. And oh. this just kicks it you off. You wish season started tomorrow. Oh, it absolutely. But it'd, be, it'd be nuts. Yeah, I tell you, we're going to be going crazy from now to opening well, day. I tell you, I got excited as soon as I got here. And I stepped out of the car. The first thing I felt was the weather. And I was like, oh, oh my gosh. Because, you know, coming from Texas, it's mm-hmm. like 98 degrees with a heating inde- heat index over 100. So, yep. it's just burning, scalding hot down there. So, to get here and to feel this weather, then go inside the store and see all the products, the decoys, the gear and everything, it gets your old blood pumping. So, mm-hmm. it's getting me fired up and I'm ready. It's ready to get started. Yep. So, How'd well, you guys do last year? We uh we had a pretty good season. I I, I feel like we did fairly well. You know, uh, we had to travel a lot to make it happen, uh, but we made it happen. So yeah. it was consistent. Uh, I tell everybody we didn't have a lot of big number days, but we had consistent ducks the whole season. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. chasing them around. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And we did have to move around a lot for it. But Aaron, get back to what you were saying. We're getting a lot of comments this time of year about gear. You know, oh, people yeah. are getting yes. their they're getting their boats. You talking about not wanting to do anything? They are starting to get fired up, mm-hmm. and they, you know, a lot of guys picking up new boats, putting gear in those boats. They, uh, you know, new decoys. What hot new gear y'all got at the store this year that you know you think's gonna be? Well, it's a must-have. Yeah. Well, it seems like we see all the new stuff come in, and at first I see it, and I must have it all. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's the first thing that goes through my head. You spend your paycheck probably, oh, don't you? Oh, no, don't talk about the paycheck. <laughs> yeah. well, the, the advantage, I guess, the good thing about the last couple of weeks is we're real busy, so we get a lot of hours, so you have a couple of good paychecks, but it disappears. As yeah. soon as you start feel, feel, figuring out what you want for the season, you're, you're, yeah. they just disappear, and it's tough. It really is. And I don't know what – we see new geese come in. I'm like, oh, I got to get those. And then you see new ducks. Oh, I got to get those. Mm-hmm. But I don't need it. I yeah. never need it. But gosh, I want it all. You might need yeah. it. You never that's, know. That's exactly right. So we're talking about the the decoy side of things. You know, uh, a very unique one is the lifetime decoys. That's something that you know, if a guy's if a guy wants to put some money. I mean, because they're not the cheapest decoy out there, but they have a lot of cool features, and they're just innovative. They're they're they don't have different. A, yeah, they're like an open bottom. They're they're not a, like a typical decoy. They're a different foam. They're a lot softer, a lot lighter, and uh, it's just you know they they have two kind of swimming keels. They're just you gotta check them out. They're just different, you know. Yeah. So if you want to see something that's lighter in your boat, if you want to cut weight or um, just you don't want to you know, haul it around on your back so much. The heavy decoys you don't need as heavy as a Texas rig. You, you know all that stuff kind of plays into these decoys, and but uh, and they look outstanding. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen them or not. Yeah, but yeah we just took a peek at them yeah. in the store. They're pretty yeah. impressive. They're they're great looking decoys. But from last year, I think we talked about the the uh, XD decoys, and uh, yeah, they're still going to be a pretty pretty heavy hitter this year too because we got some specials in store and they're just good decoy we didn't see anything really new from avian x um you know and uh Higden did some some re-sculpting and trying to think of any others out there you know dakota came out with a, a different packable um that hasn't showed up yet but their packable mallard was hot last year because mm-hmm. it's another a lighter decoy but yeah for ducks i mean that one's the new one that's really buzzing you think of any others um uh let's see higdon changed a few things up um mm-hmm. Let's see, uh, the X, XD Black Ducks. Yeah, XD Black Ducks are new, but that's kind of a filler. It's not like a mallard. I've been thinking yeah. about mallards. Yeah. The, I mean, the most revolutionary, I would say, for the year is probably the, those lifetimes. Yeah. And they're just, they're different. Yeah. yeah. They really are. Very different. So, but uh, they're premium, top-of-the-line decoy. And, uh, yeah. And then steel, I mean, 
Um, I know heavy, uh, heavy shots caught some new loads, different blends and, and stuff, you know, bismuth and, and different stuff there. I know Kent did a fast steel 2.0, which they just basically took their silver steel and their fast steel and they kind of made it just all around good zinc coated, good products, good, good guts yeah. load. And, you know, it's at a good price point. So it's, that's a, that's a good load. That's brand new. It's a 2.0 for the fast steel. And, uh, speaking about ammo, I think ammo takes the brunt of the the blame a lot of times there's days that i've had a box of shells and i can't hit a thing and i'm man this ammo's junk and then i'll turn around and pull it out two days later and i hit everything yeah i wonder you know i think there's a lot of great ammo out now but i, I think a lot of times it takes the the brunt of the excuse i'd agree with that that or the gun you know yeah exactly yeah. exactly because yeah. i've seen guys that they'll take the the, the rounds that I couldn't hit a thing with and the birds, they just range birds. Yeah. And so, well, you got to open your eyes when you shoot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. But there, there's some good stuff. And man, clothing has gotten so much better since yeah. I mean, just oh, yes. leaps and bounds. I mean, you've got the synthetics, you've got the downs, you've got the layering systems and the camo. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, real tree timber it got released it's last a, yeah, year. Yeah. It's full, full force this year. Last year is sampling this year. I mean, it's, it's hot. I know we're talking about duck hunting, but my buddy's sitting here texting me pictures of deer that we got on trail camera. <laughs> oh, man. When did y'all's deer season start up here? September 15th for bow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you deer hunt at all? Big no. Deer no. Just no, the waterfowl. Just, just waterfowl. Wow. So it's uh, I, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't taken a deer in, I'm going to say probably almost 20 years. Yeah. So it's been a while for me. So. Yeah. But. It's just, you know, my passion is waterfowl, and I just, you know, every second I get, I want to be chasing those guys, you know, so. Well, I don't blame you. Yeah. Deer hunting's fun, but it's often solitary. It's quiet. Yeah. You've got to be scent-free. you got to. See, I'm out. You <laughs> said quiet. <laughs> yeah. I'm out. He's out. You forget it. Ain't going to happen. <clears throat> just, you know, if i got to be quiet, I'm going to be asleep. You don't see many deer with your eyes closed. I figured that out. Nope. It's been a long time for me, too. We used to take the kids, you know, and uh, the kids have shot deer since yeah. I have. Well, yeah, Dalton, my uh, youngest son, he, he's taken a deer a couple years ago. But, uh, but you know, him playing baseball and his schedule, it's hard for him to, to get out there and hunt or do some hunting. But uh, this year, this fall, I'm hoping he can spend some more time with us. Uh, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, he's trying to get prepared for the spring. So uh, his workout will start here in another week. He just got through with summer ball. So – here in another week or so, he'll start back hitting the weight room and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I'll see if I can't drag him out of there and get out there in a duck blind with us. Now, Billy, I know you're big with baseball too, aren't you? I was. Not so much not right so, now. Okay. Now, I mean, I'm still a huge fan. Yeah. Uh, but I used to I used to coach. I had a little league team. We took the World Series, and I umpired a lot of high school ball and uh, was very involved with little league there mm-hmm. in our area for a long time. But once my kids got out of the house and – I hadn't been around it in a few years. Yeah. Just uh, still throw a softball around or a rec ball during the week and and uh, just follow, you know, follow the majors. I mm-hmm. like watching baseball. Do these skeeters and no CMs make it feel like you're sitting in a duck blind early season? Man, <laughs> we should have brought a thermosaw. I didn't think about it. It, it ain't bad. No, it ain't bad. Come down there to Texas, hang out for yeah. a couple days. <laughs> I'll bring a saddle to throw on those skeeters down there. They'll carry you off, oh, boy. Man, there's some big <laughs> ones. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Thing is, there's just hundreds of them. They just won't leave you alone. So, and it just it's terrible. And of course, you know our bow season starts. I think right there in October. So, um, it's still hot. So it'll drive you crazy. Mm-hmm. Now, when's your duck season open down there? We'll start. I think our duck season opens up November 9th. Yeah. So what is that? That's only about two weeks behind us, isn't it? Yeah. Man, week and a half. Yeah, not yeah. too far behind us. Yeah. But. Well, it's yeah. usually still pretty warm here. It's got to be warm down there. Oh, it's terrible. I'm telling you, we left today, or yesterday, was 98 degrees. And I think the heat index was a little over 100 there in Tyler. What about so. when duck season opens? Is well, it still pretty warm? Or so we still pretty we warm? cheat. We're going to get a head start. Are you going up north? Yeah, we try and travel. You know, we'll we'll try. <clears throat> well, we got, know, we, got lucky. we got lucky again this year. We got drawn for South Dakota. We'll hit that. And then uh, we'll drop down and uh, probably – be in Oklahoma for a little while and then then slide over into Arkansas and then try to do, attempt to do a hunt or two in Texas. So we'll see where it goes from there. I want to try to get – got a couple of states on our bucket list. I want to try to get a couple of those this year if we possibly can. Uh, Kansas is one of them. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I like Colorado. I like to try that one yeah. time. So uh, there's some different states around that we'd like to do. Uh, it's just if we're just going to have time to do it. So we're going to try to make time. Colorado and, like, Montana are, are on two of my bucket list yeah. stakes. Shoot Montana. Some, yeah, Montana. Shoot some beautiful some birds right there in the yeah. edge of the mountains. And yeah. We got to do it a couple of years ago, and it was blistering cold. I think it was that <laughs> day was uh, when we, we – it was, was a there. three day high, like minus seven degrees. Yeah, or yeah, it was it was brutal, but we had a great time. So it wasn't like we didn't want to go out there. I mean, it, but it was it was brutal. Mm -hmm. Te Texas treats you pretty good last year. Or? Uh, we didn't do a lot. Texas has got to where, you know, we had, you know, it's either we don't have enough water or we got too much water. And so last year was one of those years where we had too much and birds were spread out and. Um, you know, they get on the rivers, and when the rivers come out of the bank, and the thing with Texas, too, uh, you know, with our laws and stuff, even though the river gets out of the bank, it's still pri considered private land. So you still have to watch your P's and your Q's. So you got to be real careful. So that kind of restricts us, too. You know, we're not set up like Arkansas with the levee systems and the public grounds that you walk in or, or you know, you can boat in on some of the uh, green timber. Um, now, we got some places that could easily be turned into that, but getting the state or the federal government to step in and say, hey, let's do this right here for the for our waterfowl guys. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we got that act. We got the land. It's just uh, getting the government to uh, step in and help us out. So and so it's more likely that's not going to happen. Yeah, we were down in Arkansas last year and there's just the water, like you said, so much of it. And the ducks are just all over, you know, they're not really consolidated. And then we went up to Kentucky and same thing. I mean, yeah. the Mississippi was overflowing and just so much water, water everywhere well, kind of kind of hurts we the hunter Kentucky, though we timed it right before a front so we got there oh, on a friday yeah. night saturday morning it started raining and then it was pouring down rain and then it switched to snow mm. so we were hunting sleet timber. snow yeah sleet oh, snow awesome. and then snow and we were hunting a timber hole and mallards in the snow that's the first time i'd ever done that in Ain't a timber hole yeah. no. Thir 36 ducks in one day with the with the group we were calling yeah. people to come out you know because they they had a, such a bad season you know we had the well, we had well, we had to start in the blind, like five or something. Yeah, we had we had like five people that started in the blind, and when the ducks started coming in ahead of that front, and then pretty soon it starts snowing, and the ducks, it, it, you just call at them and they drop. They just shooting a speck just, out oh, of the timber. Yeah, we, we got a speck to come <laughs> in the timber hole, but everybody starts calling their you know their buddies and saying, "Get out here now." Yeah. And so we went in for lunch, and then and then the, we went back out to, for some of us to finish our limits, and then we had some new guys, and so it, we just we had a blast that day, and it was so cold. Your hands are cold, but you got the stack. Guns freezing up. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, it was awesome. Those days, man, are some of my best memories are snow. Are yeah. far and few in between. Yeah. I'm telling you. And we'd had we had some good days in Texas, but I, the amount of water was such that you might find them here, and that'd be X on you know Saturday. You shoot them, and they they go over here, you know. So you had to get you'd have to get on the move real quick and scout again, cause they ain't gonna be in the same spot next day, you know. Uh, so we, we like he said, a lot of moving around last year. The water pretty stable right now. Uh, in Texas, yeah, we're pretty stable right now. But the rains come in October, yeah. early November, you know, it could change on a dime, and um, you know, and just with the with if the rivers are up and out of the banks, a lot of your ducks, a lot of your mallards are going to go to the rivers because all the pressure off the lakes is going to force them there. So it's hard to find them on the lakes. But And there again, you have to be careful because of the private landowners that because once you leave the river, you're on private ground still. So it's kind of it's kind of make, it makes it tough in Texas. So Where'd you guys have your best hunting at last year? Which states? Mm. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't mind talking about it. We, we, you know, you know, we have – Washington's always. Washington's, we did well. South Dakota, we did well. We did fairly well in Oklahoma and did pretty well in Arkansas as well. You know, we shot the film four ducks there in Arkansas and felt like we did a pretty good job there. And um, so uh, we're going to revisit all those states again and hopefully we'll have the same luck again this year. Uh, this year, um, you know, we, we, we're going to be able to video more. So uh, we're going to have more of a lifelike video with us uh it's going to tell the truth of, of the ins and outs of our of our season so more people will get a 
bird's eye view on what it really takes. Failures. Failures, success. You know, people, a lot of people don't understand. It's cool when you log into Instagram, Facebook, and you see them stacks of green, you know, but you know what happened all them days in between them, them stack pictures. And, and, a, and a lot of our young guys, they just, you know, that's getting into waterfowl, they, you know, they look at the, all the pictures and they think, man, he's, he's on them every day. But the deal is, you know, I scout more than I hunt. And, and you have to, to have to do that to have success. And so uh, so that's the things we're going to try to show this year. So we're, we're excited about doing that, uh, working with Realtree. Uh, they're a big part of it, and uh, so we're, we're looking forward to it. Yeah, nobody wants to post a picture on Instagram of just, you know, one mallard and one teal. No, uh-uh, no. Nobody wants to do it. Now, I've had many of those days where, yes. yeah, you get one duck, and that's it. You and nobody, a game tote. Yeah, and you don't want to talk about it either, but <laughs> but it's it's just part of it, and uh, not every day is, you know, a dream hunt. But when those on public ground, when those do happen and everything comes together, then it's like like you had earlier. It's one of those days you remember and you talk about from years on out to come. So, so, uh, so that's we're going to try to highlight some of that this fall. And that's we hunt a lot of public ground around here on you know the reservoirs and stuff because there's really no access to private ground for us that's close to where we can go other than maybe a Saturday or a Sunday at best. But I mean we we got to hunt more than two days a week. I can't sit still and not hunt two days, only two days a week. So we go to a public ground before work. So we're able to, you know, squeeze in an hour or two. And a lot of that, we it's, you know, knocking out three, four ducks, you know, between three guys. You know, it's not the best. But we had a few days where yeah, we I went mean, out and we just. We get we, there. We get one good flight, maybe two. and uh, But we do it consistently. A lot of times it's every day of the week before yeah. work. You know, it's 20 minutes from work. Get out there and get the first, get take your best stab at it. Get the guns up, get them hot, and then. And we uh, used to talk about it all the time. You don't know if you don't go. Exactly. That one day you don't go, maybe that day that them ten thousand birds decide to land in your hole. You know. There was days where it was just me and one other guy, and the other, some other few didn't make it out, and we've had some pretty like, man, we should we needed more people because yeah. it was it was it was hot for about thirty minutes. You know. But it don't take you probably on the phone with that guy before you're done too, ain't you? <laughs> yep. Hey, you messed up, Jack. Should have got your butt out of bed this morning. <laughs> I'll be waking them up. That's oh. messed up. Usually you're the one we got to wake up, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh. He, so, he, he makes so it So you're a hard hunt. sleeper, huh? He is a hard sleeper. See, I got the older I got, I'm a light sleeper. I just can't. I get so excited, I can't sleep. I'm, I've already started to wake up at 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning already, trying to, because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm getting excited about the season now. And so, uh, kind of like, I don't know, you finally – feel that season coming on and you start getting really excited so it's really hard for me to sleep and plus the the pressure that you get on public as y'all well know you know a lot of times depending on where you're hunting and what time you can get in there i mean you can't show up every hour before daylight and expect to be where you want to be you know so when we do travel you know we don't try it doesn't do us good to you know work a few days travel a couple days come back work a couple days we try and get the work done so that when we head out, we could stay out for a little bit longer period of time, you know. So you spend a few days out on the road getting up at midnight or 2 a.m. to make sure you got everything ready and get to the hole, you know. There ain't no, you know, you ain't got to worry about sleeping in after a few days of that, you know. Now, late in the year, that grind will climb on you. <laughs> yeah, that's By the end of duck season, you're ready for a long nap. Yes. <laughs> I'll tell you what, during during that 60 days, it's 60-day season here in Missouri, I know that my coffee intake quadruples. Yeah. I don't know if you're a coffee drinker, but mine quadruples. Oh, I, I that's about the only time. Years, that's the only time I wear. Yeah. He'll be asking you when you show up at the boat, hey, you bring my coffee? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, the last couple of years I started drinking it a little bit, so it kind of it kind of gives you that little extra bump. But during the winter, I mean the summertime, I can't drink it because it makes me sweat, and I can't. I mean it just it's already hot, and then you drinking hot coffee on top of that, it's miserable. I so. must have something wrong with me then. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> I now during the summertime I drink sweet tea just like I drink coffee, yeah. so I go from you know. But even in the wintertime, um, you know, you still buy that cold coffee in the gas stations mm -hmm. now. So I, I, a lot of times I still buy the cold coffee. So yeah. Nothing wrong with that. No. I, I, yeah, can't go on you for that. Yeah, they got a, the, you know, now they come out with the double shot. And the, now the, the triple shot, now I'm saying they come out with. So so I'll be ready to roll. I can't be I ready can't to do, I can't all. do triple shot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so traveling through all these states, what is uh, – 
is there anything consistency you're seeing in your spreads or your calling or your, your tactics that you're seeing, or is it does things change from different areas uh, as you as you move through certain areas? I would have to say it changes, and you know the calling techniques, uh, the setting up the spreads, it all changes. And then you know, and when you're going from different state to state, you'll notice guys do things different, and um, ducks react different. And the things I tell a lot of these younger guys is, man, you just got to watch and see how the ducks react. Don't be scared to change decoys. Don't be scared to make changes because, you know, that's the only way you're going to learn, sitting back and just, you know, continue to do the same thing. Because usually if the first or the second volley uh, shy off and go somewhere where they didn't see anything, they didn't they didn't see something they like they didn't like. So, um so making a change because the third group that comes in or the fourth group can come in, they're probably going to see that same thing. They're going to pick it out. So, And you could uh, even drive deeper to say like some of the areas that we frequent, uh, it'll change during the course of the season there. You know, the later it gets in the year, the more the birds have seen. You know, obviously by the time they get down to Texas or, or Louisiana or even even Arkansas and Oklahoma some you know they've been shot at all the way down from Canada yeah you guys do a good job of educating <laughs> so w- what I tell our guys down there down in the south we got Ivy League ducks they have a college degree time they get to us they didn't heard it seen it all so we have to be on our a game where you guys are sometimes y'all getting those fresh ducks hadn't seen much just you know y'all get the dumb ones y'all leave the smart ones for us to deal with down there so and then uh, and by the end of the year they're that much smarter so there are a lot of times we'll be hunting one one patch of timber and we may go there later in the year and you hit the call or set up the spread just like you did last time you was there and you realize hey this ain't this ain't working you know so hey as soon as we turn them shut it down and and maybe they work in. If they don't, you try something different, you know. So that's that's it. And I, don't be scared to make mistakes. You know, a lot of guys, you know, it's just kind of like deer hunting and everything else. You see that big buck walk out and you got a bow and you're sitting there trying to do this and you know you you know and you're trying to scare you trying to make the wrong move or something. So you're only going to learn from your mistakes. So don't be scared to make them. So um, you know, don't worry about the kills, especially if you're a young guy that's getting started. Don't don't focus on the kills. Try to learn something every time you go out so you become a better hunter, and the kills will always come later. So that's what a lot of things we try to tell a lot of younger guys. You know, because I grew up in the school of hard knocks. You know, my, my dad or my grandfather, neither one of them duck hunted. So when I started out, I was like these most of these guys on public ground. I didn't have a teacher, so I had to learn from the school of hard knocks. And, and I figured out when I let – I was focused on the kills, and once I quit more or less focusing on the kills, and I started trying to really learn how to duck hunt – the kills came later because I started figuring things out. Wasn't scared to make changes. Uh, so that's that's one of the things that I think a lot of young guys need to start doing. And I think that's a great point because a lot of time everybody, especially with social media now, you guys know it, everybody's focused on the kill just for that next social media post, for the likes, for the, you know, the, the, the vanity numbers. And, yeah. yeah, like you said, get out there and just learn it whether you it's learn whether it. it's fun or hard or whatever just get out there learn it and you'll be you'll be better yourself and then like yeah yeah and you know a lot of young you know some of the guys have been blessed that had a father or a grandfather who duck hunted who taught them the ropes and you know and they had a you know they had a chance to learn you know from from those from their dad or their grandfather but a lot of these young guys that's getting into waterfowl i think waterfowl is coming back i do think it's growing so a lot of these guys that that's learning this i just want our industry to to embrace that and help these guys grow and become better duck hunters so we can just pass it on down to the next. Because, you know, that's the thing we talk about. We, we want to pass it down to, to the next generation. Well, it doesn't have to be your immediate family to pass it on down to, man. If, you, if you're if you a guy that has, you know, a chance to hunt with somebody that's younger and you, you can see that they're really green, and, man, if you can open up your door and invite that kid in and let him hunt with you, you, you just don't know how many generations you might have passed this duck hunting down to yeah that's awesome um i i talked we talked about i think the last last podcast but uh i have a lot of gear that i don't throw away or i don't sell uh, because of the other hunter because of my buddy i have some friends who don't duck hunt but you know they always talk about man that'd be cool and i was like you know you just you tell me i'll call you you'll show up at my house and you just stay there and i'll give you your waders your jacket your gun your shells just follow along i'll tell you what to do they don't have to do nothing don't have to buy nothing and uh, I enjoy that, you know. They, I got old waders that don't leak yet, you know, and I got an extra shotgun in the in the, in the gun safe, and I got 
you know, as much water fall ammo I can shake a stick at. You know, I have too much. I don't ever shoot enough. <laughs> and uh, it's just great to get one of those guys who would love to do it, but they're just, you know, they don't have it all. And, and it's, it's a big thing to try to get it all at once and start doing it. But you got to start small. But then when you can go with someone like that, and just I like to get them the whole outfit, and then they get hooked. And then and then they're t asking you the next day what waders you should buy. Yeah, that's and right. And then you're like, all right. I, you know, I know and, a guy. Yeah. yeah, I know a guy. <laughs> and, you know, you just didn't get him hooked. You know, his future family or, or his immediate family, his cousin, his, you know, you never know who he brings out. You know, more of his friends come out. Hey, you got to come try this. So uh, there's there's room for him. Uh, I, I feel like if, you know, if you if you watch the licensing sales for duck hunting and, and you probably watch those numbers, we don't really have a lot. It might seem like a lot when we hunt these public grounds, you're probably rubbing elbows with a guy. But uh, we don't have a lot, and we need this industry to grow. And the only way we can make it grow is open up the doors and accept these guys in and teach them the right way, the ethics of it too as well, you know. Uh, there's nothing wrong, and I was telling, you know, me and Billy, we talk about it a lot. There's nothing wrong if you see a buddy or your neighbor over there uh, working in a group of mallards and you got this single teal or a group of teal that come in and just land in your decoys. You know, a lot of times we don't even shoot at the teal. It's, it's not because we're mallard purists. It's just that we want to respect our neighbor see if they can get those mallard duck in. You know, they're, they're sitting over there, they're working really hard. You can hear them blowing, and they're giving everything they got to get those birds in. Sometimes it's fun for me and him just to sit there and watch and see if they can do it or not. So, you know, it's just one of those things that, uh, you know, if we could just pass that stuff on down, I think it makes everything a little better. Mm -hmm. So, And another thing, too, is I think the more people you get involved, the more money goes into conservation, the more money that goes into, you know, the the – organizations, uh, Delta Waterfowl Ducks Unlimited, the more the conservation efforts they can do, the better the species is going to be, the better the hunting is going to be in the long run. So it's not like you're going to hurt anything by getting more people involved. It's just more money for the organizations that are helping waterfowl. Well, at some point with the the amount of the – I read some numbers that uh, – I don't know if it's through DU. It may have been through – I think it was through the DU website. They did a story, and I researched the numbers that they provided online. They offered some reference stuff. And, you know, the amount of people that are not supportive of hunting, you know, it's – they tremendously outnumber oh, yeah. the amount of people that not just are supportive of hunting, but obviously that actually do it. You know, they outnumber both of those groups by, by big. And, and if you want to have impact, like you're talking about, the greatest impact you can have is to get more people involved because if you don't do it now, you don't start working on that now, where where will the industry be 25, 30 years from now? You know, and Justin Martin, you know, great dude. And, and we've had a couple chances to sit down with him, and, and he says it best talking about hunting, you know, being it's, it's self-funded. You know, the people that are involved with it are the people that are funding it. You know, so to your point, you know, that's one of the greatest impacts we can have is share this great sport and the passion with other people and get them engaged. And listen, the other side, they're, you know, they have a great plan. It's divide and conquer. So if they can get us fighting amongst ourselves, then they're winning. And and then, so the thing is, is, is one of the things that we need to do is stay together, stick together. And then we can send one big voice that says, hey, we're going to stand our ground, you know. And then um, – and one of those things is, is when these young guys come in, we got to open up the door because that's the impression that we got. So if we we're closing the door on one guy, and he goes to the other side, then we we just lost a absolutely we just lost a guy. So well, I think I've said it before on on other podcasts. Is you're exactly right. We got to stick together. And even again, too, it's social media. Since I deal with that, it seems like I can relate everything to it. But even you know, dragging other hunters or knocking them down or you know, insulting them or everybody's a keyboard warrior. Well, we need to knock that crap off. We're all in it together. It's terrible. It is. It and, is. and I guess while I see, while that's coming out of my mouth, I see some you know people that are that are followed on Instagram that are making a conscious effort to change that. But man, some of these Facebook groups and you know I can't stand to to be a part of a lot of that stuff because you got such a large number of people who are like what you call them keyboard keyboard warriors yeah, yeah. Keyboard warriors. You know, I, I don't know this guy i don't know what he looks like but you know my mom taught me to keep my mouth shut if i ain't got nothing good to say these guys they just just bam man just pour it on right there for and for what reason you know, I don't. I don't. Feel why you want about themselves? I guess. I don't know. I just don't understand trying to make somebody who's they're maybe trying. they don't know what they're doing. 
maybe they suck really bad at doing it. They're new to it, and if nobody takes them under their wing and, you know, shares knowledge and helps them get better at it, they, you know, what else are you going to expect? They'll get discouraged, and they'll quit, and then guess what? That's you right. lost Especially someone that could have spent how many thousands of dollars yeah, we got to give confidence. I mean, you buy your duck stamps, you buy your license, your tag. I mean, all that goes back into it. That's right. So, and that's what the other side wants. And, and, and that's the, you know, they instigate it. I promise you. They, they find ways to come in there and create havoc in any way or any foothold they can get on us and divide us. That's what they're going to do. So, it, it's crazy the stuff that people say to other people. I can't. My, my, my deal is, is that, you know, if you if you got guys that's hunting too close, if that's that's the moment, that's the number one complaint that that I hear or see. Um, you know, we, you know, me and Billy said it all in season one podcast. Invite those guys to come hunt with you, and if they don't, hey, and it, that's just one day. So try to work together. Try to if the ducks fly their way, let them try to work them. They come back your way. Hopefully they respect you and let you try to work them into your spread. If you're too close together, just make sure you don't shoot that direction. Um, there's things that we can do. Uh, a lot of guys just don't understand, but we can make it better. And uh, uh, so uh, if we do those things and make public ground a better place to be, um, I think this sport can even get bigger than what it is. Because like I said earlier, I do think it's growing. And I do think a lot of young guys are getting to where they like this sport. And I think it's because I think y'all's generation and younger, they like being out with a group of guys. Mm -hmm. And they like hanging out with their buddies, and it's the conversation that goes on. They like joking and playing and horsing around. So I think that's one of the things that separates duck hunting from any other hunting sport. It's, you know, you kind of compare it to golf. You know, a lot of business decisions are made on a golf course. And I think, you know, it's getting to where it is in the duck hole, you know. So, uh, you know, a lot of college guys, they realize they hang out in a classroom or on the football field or the baseball field, and they go and do the same thing in the duck blind. They still get to hang out together and have fun, so. Pick at each other. Pick at each other and have yeah. fun doing it. <laughs> yeah, you guys I, don't do that, do you? Oh, it's all the time. It's all the time. You know, when you know the thing is with me is, you know, I, over the years, the thing with me is, I, you know, I was a football player in high school and I'm pretty competitive and, and I'm competitive out there as well. But I, I keep it under a respect thing. So uh, I hate losing volleys. I hate shooting long shots and losing ducks um so if somebody's sticking out you know i will say something you know billy will be the first one he's he's he gets the bun of the deal because he might not be sticking out might but, not be i ain't never sticking out. <laughs> no, he sticks I'm out sometimes but i chew him out so the rest of the guys in the group are like hey maybe it's us sticking out or maybe it gets a lot on maybe i need to tuck in a little tighter you know what i mean so, so. i pretty much get tail yeah. open every time we're home with somebody else <laughs> <laughs> bank on. who's that <laughs> Bobby, oh, probably. Yeah. yeah, we got a guy like that. <laughs> right, he's usually sticking out. Well, yeah. yeah, he usually. <laughs> you know, and with you know up here, I don't know, but down there, they're just they're just well educated. And like I said, they're Ivy League ducks, and there's no doubt about it. They're looking for to see one thing that's wrong, and once they see it, and they don't have the confidence to come in. It's hard to convince them to come in. It's, it is what it is. Up here, I feel like you're probably allowed to make a few mistakes and live through it, and probably get a few of them ducks in. Uh, but down south, it don't work that way. So it how makes long have you guys tough. been hunting together? I feel like we la asked you that last year. Maybe we didn't. One more year than we were last year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We we tried to figure out the exact date. Uh, JB was. Uh, it was like his one of his really early birthdays when we met and we started hunting together that year. So it's it's twenty it's twenty something years. Uh, but it's over twenty. So, but we we hit it hard. So. Uh, we enjoy like 80. We enjoy the chase. We and and you know, you know, in our younger life, we wasn't able to travel as much. You know, we was young, had jobs, family was young. So as now, we you know we got a little older. My son's gonna be a senior. That's my youngest one. He's he's got an empty nest over there. So uh, we're able to travel more now. So um, so it kind of opens up the window for us to do that. So it's been a lot of fun the last few years because of that. Awesome. What's uh What's your favorite place you're looking forward to going this year, duck hunting? I would, uh, man. There's, you know, I love, you know, Washington is a private land hunt for us, but it's kind of also like a vacation. I get to take my wife there. We enjoy it. It's kind of a lodge, but there's just hundreds and thousands of ducks. It seems like there's like duck tornadoes in just about every field. So it gets to go see there and see the numbers. 
Uh, it's not necessarily the hunts are great and awesome, but just to see the number of ducks is amazing to me. I love going and seeing them. Uh, it's pr it's pretty encouraging to see those numbers. It lets me know that we definitely got a future in waterfowl to see those numbers. So that's one of my favorite trips. And of course, Arkansas green timbers, another one. Uh, of course, Texas. I mean, when the rivers get out, you know where to go. Uh, the green timber there can be as well, just as good as as well as, as Arkansas. Um, you know, I'm fired up. Uh, we got a good group of guys that got in on the draw with us this year, South Dakota. So, you know, that'll be the first time we get to pull the trigger. So I'm uh, I'm pretty fired up about that that trip there. Like, they give us ten days, so that give you enough time. If it don't start off right, you can make an adjustment and a move and and do what you can to get on them. You know and and uh, I'm pretty fired up about that hunt this year. You know, South Dakota's a little different than any other state. You know, you got to put in for a draw. Then you got to get drawn. And once you get drawn, you get 10 days. That's it. So, um, so once you're a 10-day start, I think you can do five. And then you can do all 10 consecutive or you can divide it up into two five-day trips. But you get 10 days per season. Missouri just came out, and I just got emailed about it. They've redone some draw rules, which is actually for better for the hunter. And mm -hmm. Before season, you can do, like for these reservations, you know, Bob Brown, Grand Pass. I don't know if Bob Brown will be well, up and, and running. That's what's crazy, too. I won't speak much to the, the new draw because I haven't read anything on it, but there's a lot of uh, our conservation areas uh, that are along the river systems that are just, they got no levees, they've washed away. So Building yeah, gender water. So we'll figure out which ones are up and running. But um, the new draw system, you can put in, put in at the beginning of the year, and you can get, like, some get your day guaranteed days to hunt at these places and you put in for a draw uh, and that's great and then there's also weekly now that i think is new that you can put in for the same thing and then there's there's the the, the poor line or whatever you can show you up that day up, yeah. and see and if you can get drawn you know and so there's that those all three things so that's something better that they haven't done i don't think they've done the week one in the past you can't jump in and get one for that week i don't know if that was something that we did in the past but then also every place is going to be the same as far as one party draws a draws a pill instead of some places where everybody in the party some places was one one person you know it was kind of a mix between the places now they went to all one way but uh, now you before season you can get some really really good days that's a really really great hunting and it's guaranteed you're in and uh it's really really great hunting for people who want to get get an opportunity to hunt some great days you know great ducks you know they have the refuges they keep the, they manage they do all this stuff um get in on that early season draw and, and a, lot, a lot of people get drawn for good places and good days and you could put in i think what what places you want to hunt at if you don't want to drive you know eight hours to the southern boot hill or if you're up here if you, or vice versa you can put in for the certain ones you're, you're looking into is that in-state guys or is that out of state include out of state guys as well or you got to be in-state only man if i had that email up i i i would say that i honestly I, I honestly i didn't read it so i can't speak speak to it you can you can research on your phone pull it up i probably can find that email actually real fast i, <laughs> I know that i i briefly just kind of looked at it and everybody i've talked to said it is going to be better for most hunters so um I'll, i'm going to take their word for it and say because i know there's a lot of places um that one of them that i don't even know if will be open this year one because i think a lot of the levees broke along the missouri river and it was underwater it's still underwater so obviously it's not getting planted um if levees are broke i mean that's just it's going to be a mess so a lot of those places uh on weekend days you would go up there and they may hunt you know 25 parties well there'd be 50 parties show up so 25 were going to get turned away so it was it was tough you so if you're one there. of those groups that get turned away what do you do you just go drink coffee somewhere and chalk it up for the day or yeah, try and hit no, up another it, conservation area yeah. and hope that in missouri we're blessed that if you that happens you get on your onyx or you, you call, talk to some people there say where do i go next and they'll say this lake right over here um, it's maybe not as banging as this this area right here, but you can go over there and shoot some, or you could drive a little bit farther and go to this marsh. That's maybe not a draw, or you can go you know a little bit farther to this lake and hunt this. You know, there's some options. If you, a lot of people when they don't get drawn, they go their plan B, and you can either have a plan B before you go, or you know a lot of guys will tell you, well, you know, there's some places, and there's also some places, and like Nottaway has like a walk in. So there's mm -hmm. this section is draw, so you get the either preseason res uh, reservation or that week at reservation or the poor line. But if you don't do any of that, you now it's a it's a foot race to the walk-in area. Uh, but so there's a lot of options out here, and I think we're blessed with the public ground we get to work with, mm -hmm. for sure. And yeah. usually the, the, a lot of the public ground, too, 
um, they will they'll plant it. They'll have local farmers plant it, harvest it. So, um, but there's a lot of stuff in the river bottoms this year that never got planted. They were either underwater, still underwater, and or just, I would say, dried up to the point where you don't see standing water. But it'll be interesting to see, you know, how we hold ducks this year. Before, I know a lot of guys down south would say, you know, you, you duck farmers up there, you're planting and holding, and, you know, the ducks stay up there all season or 30 or 60 days. Well, man, I don't know. It, obviously, there's still farmers that planted fields, but not in the, the bottoms like they used to. So we may have ducks for two days we may have ducks for 20 days we i don't know so i got a little insight from the conservation and last sunday i took a bow hunter's ed course which is great because now some states require bow hunter's ed if you want to go hunt elk so i got that course done you don't have to have it in missouri but i took the class which is tons of information i think anybody should take the course because you get to hunt sit in a room with a bunch of hunters all get along and then you get to ask the conservation all sorts of questions and you get to learn about stuff and he was talking about how yeah okay up along this Missouri River, we might not have corn planted everywhere, but he said the amount of smart weed and, mil and the natural stuff was just everywhere. Just all this natural habitat that the farmers are always, you know, taking, getting out of there so they can plant corn is just blowing up everywhere. So he says, we're probably gonna have some food. I might've told everybody that, just listening. <laughs> but um, a lot of people talked about, we won't get to plant as much because some of this bottom ground's covered in water, but. He was saying that the natural habitat coming up because all this flood water is just going to be awesome for ducks, and uh, I'm good. excited to see it. Well, hey, yeah, I, and I figured there was some natural just volunteer vegetation that would come up, but not to that extent. So if, if he's excited about it, that's that's good. Yeah, yeah, he was excited about it because we were talking about that. In the con we were talking bow hunting class. We were talking about duck hunting. You know? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> You can always find it. Man, this, this this weather's too nice. This breeze is nice up here. Oh, I, I'm telling you, it's unbelievable. Uh, I, as soon as I felt got out of the car, I felt it, and I was like, wow. That was the first thing I noticed was the weather. It's nice. I wish I could take credit for it. I wish I could. So I'm trying to think. You guys obviously have your social media channels. What are those so people can follow you guys? Uh, you can follow me, Dennis Loser, Dr. Duck. Uh, on Instagram, uh, Twitter, and Facebook page. So uh, we're on all those pages. And YouTube, anything like that? Yes, we got Dr. Duck YouTube as well. I'm sorry. Okay. You've well, left one right. off. <laughs> no, it's good. And, and Dennis talked earlier about the opportunities that we're going to have this year. You know, a lot of people that, that follow Realtree uh, have probably seen some of the 365 stuff. Uh, right now it's – I got to see some of that this weekend. It looked cool. It's You know, it's, it's really – it's it's cutting edge i mean a lot of times you've you know like for me i don't i don't watch a lot of tv obviously during duck season we busy but when you get out of the duck season even i'm just i'm just not a tv guy uh and and i kind of watched my kids and picked up on you know some of the youtube stuff i got you know amazon prime and apple tv and that's how, if I'm going to watch something besides baseball, I have MLB.TV on my Apple TV. You know, so really all I watch is every night I go to bed, I watch a baseball game. If I do find something else that I, I think that'd be fun to watch, a movie or a series, you know, I'm going to do it on one of those digital channels. Uh, what Realtree's doing is, is super cool. And uh, we've got an opportunity this year. The guys that are following us around, that that's gonna, you know, everybody's, hey, where do where do we watch this or where do we watch you guys? They're gonna be able to find us on Real Tree 365. So you know, they're gonna have waterfowl TV. Yep, and this season. I should see all the deer hunting on there already. And, yep, deer hunting, and they'll populating, have cooking and, you know, stuff coming up too. And cooking all stuff, yeah. the, you know, Cole Pepper and those guys do a. I think it's really fun following them, watching watching them chase turkeys. You know, the spring thunder stuffs on there and. And uh, we're going we're gonna to add Dr. Duck waterfowl uh, to the 365 stuff this season. So anytime during the year, people will, you know. Well, it's going to be a weekly episode, a new episode every week, good, bad, or ugly. Uh, yeah. It's going to be on there. It's going to so be there. We're it's going to be there. We don't know what it's going to be yet, and, but uh, it's going to be there. There's, there's, there's no uh, rewind, retakes, or anything like that, or no commercials to bail you out. There's no commercials on this thing. So it, it's going to tell the truth. And uh, so – I I, I want to take advantage of it. I, I want our guys to know, or young guys to know, you know, how we do things and what what drives us to have success, and and when we don't have success, what what some of the things that we do to fix it to fix it. And it, we always 
don't like fix fire it. Fire the scout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, I let him scout for me one time last year, and then we 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 had to we had a little meeting about that one. Uh oh. <laughs> meeting. <laughs> but, I don't know about one time. <laughs> but uh, it's uh, but it's going to be a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to it. So uh, it's a lot of lot of lot of pressure. Uh, I feel like a little bit, but because uh, you know I'm not used to having a camera on me full time, but it's. It's going to be a little little learning experience for me. Well, I think one thing that's exciting and that I think is good for people who are going to be watching it, as you said, it's going to be the good and the bad. So with a weekly episode, if you guys go hunting and the hunting is terrible that week, people are going to see that. And then, you know, somebody who's new to hunting may realize that, okay, so these guys aren't just hammering birds every week. You know, they had a bad week just like I did. Okay, I'm not a failure. I'm not doing something wrong. They're not going to get discouraged. They're going to see that everybody has bad days. And then they're going to be like, okay, even these guys who have hunted for how many years and that's what they do. And, and the thing I wanted to point out, too, I want to stay, you know, other than the Washington trip, uh, I want to stay to public ground because, I mean, if you watch a lot of duck hunting shows, which they do a great job of that, but it's also misconception to our young guys. Uh, you know, they don't have the access of knowing who that farmer is. Uh, they don't have the access to pay that big money on that lease. Uh, so they're out there grinding every day. And so uh, – and you know they they try to compete with the guy who has that, and you just can't on public ground. It's a different world. It's a different ball game. It's not only that you're competing for the ducks, you're competing for a spot, you're competing for something that's being hunted every day, where the private land the private land guy, you know, he can let it rest for two or three weeks, and then go in there and he can bang them, or he if it might be a spot where he can hunt it every seven days, and then go in there and, and, and shoot them up, you know. Uh, so it's you can't base your success off of that so so we're going to highlight that on 365 we're, we're going to stay public good bad or ugly it's going to be on there so what do you find yourself yelling out the most is it the hide or is it more more jerk string or is it move these decoys uh it's more to me i'm going to be honest with you i don't think uh you got all different kind of brand of decoys in there and i don't think i don't think any one of those decoys in there are flare ducks i'm just going to be honest with you i, I feel like yeah you know i felt like i've I've killed ducks over just about every name brand that you probably can Im imagine. So, or talk about. Uh, to me, uh, concealment is a big thing. To me, you got to be hid. Uh, you got to be not in front of the tree. You got to be behind the tree. Uh, you know, a lot of guys forget about bird's eye view. They think standing right behind the tree, or and you know, and looking up at the sky. You know, ducks are looking down. So. You know, I noticed a lot of guys, they brush everything up eye level, as pretty as it can be. But when you look up or down into it, it's it's like you can see very well. Yeah, so, pit. Yeah. yeah, so it's a uh, – same thing to me is just being concealed. I think you, your dog has to be somewhat concealed. Uh, if it's not concealed, it's got to be a very disciplined dog of sitting still. I don't think a dog will flare a duck unless he's moving. Uh, so if you got a disciplined dog that can sit still, I think you're fine. But uh, – and the thing is, is when you get into big groups, you you have to watch. Somebody's going to be on the front row. Somebody's wanting to look for that better shot. And so they're edging out a little bit further, and eventually they're visible. And sometimes, you know, as a group, if you're hunting group, you know, you have to say, okay, this will be my shot over here. i got to sacrifice this because I stay hidden. But, you know, Billy's going to hunt here, and this is his, he's going to take care of that spot. And you might not get to shoot every time. But we're getting ducks down in, and everybody's having a good time. Every, you know, so sometimes as a group, you have to sacrifice your shooting lane for concealment. Yep, the success of the hunt. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. it does make sense. Because if you're if you're standing out in front, then you're running it for everybody, and it's not fun. You're sitting there, you worked hard, you got up, you fought for the hoe, you got the hoe, you set your decoys up, you've been out there all night, and uh, if you're the guy that's sticking out in, in front of everything, and you're the ones flaring the ducks. You know, it's not fair for the rest. Even if it is your good buddies, it's not fair to them, you know. So concealment to me is the biggest key to, to, to being a success. Well, and I think concealment, too, you start talking about camo patterns and the real tree timber for, I guess, last year, this year, too. I mean, I traditionally like a darker pattern myself. Um, I think they knocked it out of the park with a darker pattern here. And, of course, you guys travel all over the country. And how versatile has it been for you guys traveling? It's, it's very versatile. I think it's the best pattern on the market. I'm just not saying that because I'm with Realtree. I'm just telling you I've been a waterfowl guy for a very long time. And to, to, to have a pattern like that that blends in with different areas and locations, 
uh, it's it, it just helps. And I believe in camo. I know you got your guys that hunt in solids, and, and they talk about this and that. But when I look at the guys that hunt in solids, I'm also looking at a group of guys that's hunting mostly private land too. And like I said, when you're hunting Ivy League ducks, I want to have every advantage I can. I want my face painted. I, I get havoc on that. That's just my decision. I, I like my hands to be covered most of the time. I like wearing the best camo pattern, which I think is real tree. There's no doubt about it. Um, so when when I want to have every avenue I can to have success, and being covered up is one of them. Yep. We use uh, we uh, our group a lot of times uses cork for face paint and yeah. stuff like that. I've been we've stood out hundred yards from you know from the from a field spread, and the only thing you can see is the guy's face. Yeah, you know. And and you notice if you don't paint your face, if you'll notice right at sun sunlight when it comes up, people's face glow. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you you see it, and if you don't think ducks can see that, you're crazy. And they'll see it, they'll pick it out really quick, and then they're gone. You're wondering what do they see? Well, they just seen that flashlight. It's on your shoulders right yeah. there. You know, you just you just flared them out. And a lot of guys talk about keeping your head down out and all that stuff but you can't be perfect all the time i can't I, i'm gonna be honest with you and that's another reason why I, fa- I wear face paint i when i when i'm duck hunting i like seeing the ducks fly i like to see how they react to the duck call so i can't i'm one of those guys i can't keep my head down and he's another one he can't keep his head down either so it's just like uh we're gonna have to do something with that beard and we're gonna spray paint it and we're gonna paint that face up when duck season comes around so we can't have that white flashlight just sticking out and this Imagine you could talk to the guys at Realtree and they could kind of color it up real nice for you. Timber yeah. pattern, yeah, yeah. timber dip. Beard. I think it'd yep. be a nice, nice timber pattern beard. I would. Either that, or I'm gonna have to hunt snow all year. <laughs> yeah, you blend What's in. What you gonna do if we hunt snow? Oh, I think we might be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> but but concealment to me is the number one thing. I think duck calling. I mean, um, you know, a wind to blow, not to blow. Um, you know that's probably the second thing you know not to but you know if you do your homework and you own the x and you know them birds have been there for a couple of days it's more when not to blow than to blow you know the birds are coming yeah, yeah exactly you know and so many guys get carried away with for whatever reason and i'm i'm the biggest caller of our group for sure but even i you know i know if they're coming you know and it doesn't you know you got to there are days that you need to finish them. There are other days that they ain't finishing. So you just get them to look, and you shut it down, and it works. So, like, you know, he says it all the time, like the decoy not flaring birds deal. It's it's not the ducks looking for what's right. It's them trying to pick out something that's wrong. And that is certainly something that a, a guy could do wrong real quick is overcall or call at the wrong time. If, you, if you think about history, and you, you want to go back to the Arkansas days, back in the day, and you could go back to where these WMAs, uh, where uh, these guides could hunt on the WMAs. Once that hole was theirs, that was their hole for the season. Well, they left their decoys out year-round. First day of season, they put them out. They didn't pick them up until the end of the, end of the season was over. Ducks came in there all the time. So that that's a pretty indication that decoys ain't gonna flare your birds. So, and you know, and the thing too, on cloudy days like today, you got to be more concealed more than ever. Yeah, you don't have any uh, shadows. To hide you it. won't have any shadows. There's nothing to hide. They pick you out like crazy. You know, so, uh, you know, and just looking down on top of you, it's pretty easy to pick you out. So you have to be pretty smart about it. Yeah, a lot of times we're hunting in marshes and we don't have a lot of trees to hide behind or hide under. So a lot of times hunt out of guys hunt out of a-frames or throwing dry fields lay out blinds but like a lot of times a-frames and this those type of if you're shooting hog fence and t-post whatever it is you get like you said the eye level perfect but then you have this black pit right in there uh, right on top of you and uh, that's something i always try to focus in i almost focus in on head cover before i focus in on what's in front of me by the time they could see me, and if I have something over my head, he's gonna be dead. Click. Yeah, you know? that's right. Yeah, and you know, there's a lot of times there was a there, matter of fact. Even last year, we found a big group of ducks in a willow break, and but the willow break was only like seven, eight foot tall, and the willows were only about you know three or four inches round, and they weren't very tall. The biggest ones. Yeah, the biggest ones. But the deal is, we had a cloudy day the next day. I was like, well, there's no sense of hunting it because they're gonna pick us out. So we left it alone and was hoping we'd get a, you know, a bluebird day. A bluebird day, you could go in that same hole and you would be able to stack them up, no problem. But on a cloudy day in that same scenario, you're not, you're not, you wouldn't pull the trigger. 
maybe real early, maybe right at shooting time, you probably get a few. But as the sun started, as it started getting a little bit lighter, they start picking you out because there's no shadows in there. They just, they would pick you out. You, 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 it'd be something different, and that's one of those things. That something is different right there. So I'm not going to be there. It's not. It's the confidence. They're not going to have the confidence to come in. Yeah, so for sure. Yeah. Anything else you want to hit? I'm I'm sitting here and I'm just excited for duck season now. Oh I'm, man, me too. I just talking to you guys get me fired up. I could go in the morning. We don't even have to take I a think, gun. I think you ought to go in the morning. No, I think you ought to get a gun in there and go in the morning. No, I don't want to make GW mad. No. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, I wouldn't mind going just to sit and call. Oh, yeah, I'm telling you. And, you know, the thing in Texas, we don't have ducks. I mean, we got a few that sit out there on the lake, a few locals. But you guys up here have access to ducks. You get to see ducks pretty much year-round probably. So, we, we don't get that. I, so. I catch myself. I, I play you guys. I play like a little hockey league after work sometimes, and I catch myself there's some lake right by i'm playing on the outside rink and I, every time i'm playing i see ducks flying right over my head yeah and it's like ducks 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 and a group of canadas how many all, cheap all shots you take while you're on the <laughs> ranch doing this right here yeah yeah well we have me and him have a mutual buddy that lives up in uh south dakota and he he called he said they uh, loaded up he said they're loaded up and you know to me if i lived in south dakota i i don't know i, I I don't know how you stay. I don't know if I could stay away from them. I just had to be out there all the time. Well, I'd go watch them. Yeah, I'd go in watch my free them. Time, I absolutely. just I couldn't stand it, you know. But in Texas, you know, like I said, you you got a few that hang around the boat dock, bread eaters, but they're not big old fat suckers. Yeah, boy. they'll come. They'll you can probably yeah. run them down. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're they're what I call bread eaters, you know. So that's exactly because I mean I, I love shooting them, but I love just watching them. They're so fun to watch, just swimming around and interacting, uh, you know, whether it's a, you know, uh, just the edge of a little farm pond or whether it's big water, just watching them interact and do their thing. And that's where you learn, you learn more doing that than, oh, yeah. than anything else. You know, people ask oh, how you learn to call. Well, go, go sit on a roost and just listen, listen to them holler back and forth at each other. You know, you can hear when they get excited, you can see ducks flying and you can hear how the other ones call at them, you know, and. And like it's you're huge about learning it, tool there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it amazes me. You go, like you said, go to the roost, and then you got them circling around, and all of a sudden that hen, two or three hens, just sound off at the same time, and they just pitch right in. You know, it's just like they fly and they drop right in on the dime right there, just because those three or four hens in that group said it's time to get down. And they and they just drop right in. You know, so mama telling them, mama telling them it's time to get down here. So it's a uh, it, you know, and you you learn things like that. So, like he said, we went out several evenings and watched them. I want to go find some ducks right now. Just talking about, <laughs> really, I'm like, yeah. I want to go find some. Yeah, uh, I get fired up this time of year, this event. Well, and last weekend, last weekend really got it going for me. Even though it's geese, but it's just it's waterfowl in general. And watching other people get excited gets me excited. Oh, uh, it just it. I'm telling you, it's. I just love the sport so much. I really do. And it gets me going. And it's just – it's the closest thing. I, I, I miss my high school days of playing football, and duck hunting is the closest thing you could ever get to it for me. I mean, when talking about it right now, I get I get goosebumps up my leg, my hair on the back of my neck stands up. I'm just ready to go. That's how fired up I get. I get fired up about it, and it's time. It's go time for me. Uh, there's nothing – you know, the last couple of weeks been making sure, you know, going through the boats, making sure everything's charged up, ready to go, making sure all the lights work, uh, making sure the trailers and all that stuff's registered, and making sure all the trailer lights work, just going through all the stuff because the trailer lights ain't going to make it anyways. But we're going to start off everything working, but towards the end of the year, everything's yeah, going to be broke. Everything's yep. going to be broke. But when we start off that first day of the season, everything's going to be working. But it might not make it through the first week. But we're going. We're going to start off working. Trailer lights first to go. I think the only <laughs> yeah. First little ice sheet of ice, and you yeah. got to back that boat up and sheet of ice. It, that's the first thing it breaks. Both tail lights, they gone. So I think the only thing I've got in order right now is my gun. I cleaned it at the end of last season, and that was because I had to. It was basically it turned into a single shot, and so just because it was so gunked up, the the recoil spring in my SBE two just you know that inertia spring. But I got it all cleaned out. Other than that, everything I don't even know where it's all at. I gotta find it. <laughs> my my decoy shed right now is a nightmare. Like I, was, I multiple podcasts we talked about. I got decoy heads and you know raiding places, and you know we got a lot of Canada geese, full bodies, and I got bases over here, bodies over here, heads over here. I got ducks outside of bags, you know, all over the place. I need to. Go I couldn't that. imagine what y'all gotta go through to clean up y'all's gear 
out of one of them trailers. You know, down there, we pitching floaters with Texas rig all year. And we'll just spray them off or whatever. And, and we, But you pull out a trailer. How many decoys optimally, I mean, if you could tote as many as you want to tote or need to tote, how many decoys in a field spray are you putting out? Eight, I don't know. Eight plus dozen? Eight dozen or and more? And you're putting them in that mud. Oh, yeah. Everything's muddy. Everything's Layout blinds are terrible. You know, we'll covered go out mud. Layout blinds covered in mud. I drove sledge. around with what? Two and a half or three dozen full body geese in my truck, all all duck season. Because <laughs> anytime, know. yeah, anytime we'd go f- put a field spread, we'd put some of those out. Or sometimes we'd go chase Canada's if they were in. And you know, I just I'd kept full body. I mean, my back seat's crammed full. Can't take anybody anywhere. My truck bed's full. And but I but don't you, care. They but just you ready to hunt? That's oh, exactly yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. exactly right. I'm not going to be the guy that somebody says, you know, hey, we're going to go hunting tomorrow. Can you go? My gear's in my truck. I'm I'm there. Yeah, that's me too. I can be packed, ready. I mean, everything's ready. I can be if he, if he calls me and says, Dennis, I'm on the ducks. I can be out my door in five minutes, on the road, gone. I mean, I stay ready. I stay on go. When, when it's duck season for when us, it's duck season. my truck is it doesn't change. I don't take the decoys out of it. You know, and I, they just stay in there. And it's just every day. It's like we're, we're usually hunting every day, or you know, and the weekends and stuff. So the only thing that goes in and out of my truck, yeah, is the gun. That's that's about it. Yeah, that's about it for me because you don't somebody break your windshield or whatever, side glass, whatever, get your gun and takes off, you know. But that's about it. Anything else can be pretty much replaceable. That's exactly right. So any any other thing you want to talk about? We're rolling up on an hour here. I, I hate to keep these guys longer. Everybody's hungry. They've been on a plane. Yeah, yeah. No, we're we're real tree timber, here, baby. Yeah, Man, real we're... tree timber, brand new this year. Opened it up to all sorts of different. I mean, we got Drake and Banded. That stuff looks great. All We've got it on gear. our waders, yeah. our we Rogers have, waders. We have Rogers year. waders with Realty tem- Realtree Timber. Check them out. They're sweet. Just, yeah. Well, guys, I can't thank you all enough for having us up. This is our second year being here. Last year we had a great time. We loved the, the, loved the duck calling contest and meeting all the new people. Uh, this year I'm looking forward to it again. And I can't thank both of you enough for having us back out. It's thank awesome. Yeah. We're happy we to do it. kick off season two of the podcast with you. Yes, yeah. first time right here. Yeah. We started That's off right. today. Yeah. So. Awesome. That's good. So, All right, guys. Yeah, I can't think of anything else. And yeah, likewise, from us to you, we're happy you guys are here. We're excited you're here. Thank you for doing the podcast with us. We oh, appreciate yeah. it. So you know what? It's it's awesome. I'm ready to get out there and get some birds on the water. Get, oh, some, man. get the call going. I'm get the have show some, going. Have something to say to the teal coming up here in about a month or so. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Love the go. smell of gunpowder in the morning, as That's people it. say. So. That's right. it. Aaron Chandler, I appreciate it, bud. Yeah, thank you, thank guys. Thank you all.